Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. It's like 2.30 in the morning. Seems like the perfect time to do to do this. <laughs> it is, it's kind of nice. It's really quiet. And, uh, and I don't have as much fear about my phone just turning off for some reason, somebody calling or my alarm going off or whatever. Uh, so... Not that long ago, I I saw this, this, it was a, a TikTok, it was scientific TikTok about, about one of the laws of, I suppose, I don't know, I don't know what they would have called it, inertia or the law of gravity, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what law it would have been. And they they've done this experiment because supposedly when you drop two things from the same same spot, when you drop them, they will land at the same time, no matter how what the difference in weight is. So this this was an experiment. So they they had a like a bowling ball and then feathers. And so they they have this, basically it was a tunnel and they dropped both of them and then the bowling ball landed faster than the feathers. The feathers were kind of floating down and the, the bowling ball went plunk down as you would expect. And so they these brilliant minds get together and say, okay, well, the reason why is because of the air so they suck all the air out of this tunnel (laughs) and then they drop them and they do indeed land at exactly the same time and then they were saying because they were talking about Newtonian thought as in cause and effect but Einstein would say something different and that is Einstein would say the only reason why you believe that either one of them is falling is because you see the background moving. And he his theory was that they're not moving at all. <laughs> that they're that they're not moving but they are suspended in space. And so yours truly has been noodling on this for a while, and I I still don't understand it. I, I need somebody smarter than me to, <laughs> to explain this to me. And this and this is why. This is why, is the ex, because I'm very experiential. And let's just say I fall out of bed. When I fall out of bed, I have the sensation of falling out of bed. I have the sensation of falling and landing. And so 
if I'm suspended in air, and I suppose it could be argued because what's coming to mind for me right now is that the background of that scenario is moving. But but is the floor beneath my bed moving? It's to me it's not moving. It's not moving. I'm 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 rolling out of bed and falling thunk onto the floor. And probably not because I want to be. <laughs> I it's like I'm I just laugh. I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm just really ridiculous. But uh so so a lot of things for me are really based on my I'm I'm very experiential in my thought processes. And not to say that I can't I can't entertain things that I do not experience. But this particular law, scientific law, I do experience. Like, for example, I did fall down a flight of stairs not that long ago. And the stairs were certainly not moving to my... I mean, maybe they are. Maybe they're moving by, by the Earth's that the earth is continuously spinning. But but if you were to watch that in real time, there you would see that I was indeed falling falling I did indeed fall down the stairs. I mean, I I had the sensation of falling and then landing in a position. And if I fell out of bed, I would, I would fall and I would hit, and you could record it. You could have a recording of, of that. And you, what you would say in that recording is that she fell down the stairs or she fell out of bed. So, so this one really has me stumped. And, and, and and it also, like, cause, cause I, I had a conversation with my son who, who, basically is a science major. He's a, he's gonna, he's planning to be an aeronautical engineer, although he has other plans right now, but he will get a degree in astronaut, aeronautical engineering. He, he, um, he was telling me that, he was telling me this very thing, that if you drop this and you drop that, they'll fall at the same time. And I just, I just didn't believe him. You know, and then even in this experiment, it was kind of it was kind of um, manipulated, wasn't it? I mean, they took all the air out of it, and so so it does give a result, and the result I suppose that they were looking for, but it doesn't make sense in 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 an experiential way that a feather. And a bowling ball would land at the same time. It makes more sense that the bowling ball would land before the feathers based on their weight. (laughs) 
these things really interest me. Uh, and trying to figure out how, how indeed this realm that we live in actually works. Because of what we've been told. We've been told that it works this way, a certain way. You know, and then in school, we go to school, some of some of us a lot more school than others, but and in different different degrees than others. We we are told things about science about life but are they true are they true it's like it's like my son the same son I was talking about we've gone rounds about like just for fun about this like whenever I get you know any information about I send it to him (laughs) although I don't know if my son has enough time to read all the stuff I send him but about the idea, are we creating science or are we discovering it? Because science, actually specifically math, are we, are we discovering math or are we creating it? And the reason why I say that is because it just seems to keep getting more and more and more and more complicated. And, and like there was a time before there were computers. I know it's really hard to believe. <laughs> but there was a time on the planet before computers. Okay. And so, and then there was a time before the internet. The internet was just some really weird, obscure thing. And like, did we discover the internet or did we create the internet? This thing that we can't see, that we tap into. We tap into and we plug into this, this esoteric, we pay for, sometimes out the wazoo, um, (laughs) this, this, this magical thing when you think about it because it's it's you can't really see it it's not it's not a solid it's not I suppose I remember this one time much to my daughter's chagrin because she was doing like a final it was like finals week either in high school I think it may have been high school or college but I think it was high school and somebody had cut off the internet. The, it, I think there are cables underground that carry this information. And, 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 and towers that carry this information so that we can enjoy being able to see whatever we want to see, learn about whatever we want to learn about. This idea of artificial intelligence. And is it, is it, it's an intelligence 
and, and, and what is intelligence? Like something that I've talked about in my material, you know, I just, I had discovered for myself, not discovered, like discovering a, something amazing, but I, I just like, I started to notice that I was tapping into intelligence that that I started to notice nothing that I that I ever really thought of that you know I thought oh voila I just had this wonderful idea well I didn't really have that idea I was tapping into this this eye cloud of intelligence of information of knowledge which makes me wonder like we think we think but maybe we don't think. We think that we think, but maybe we're not thinking. Maybe we just, we just wake up, come to consciousness, and, and then we are just in this stream of knowledge. And so, and so this being the interesting part about the creation of, of our reality, the, the idea that, so I finally kind of started to understand the idea of, say, gravity as and the way that i understand it is is that we're we're in this this esoteric this invisible grid that really lovingly and wonderfully holds us into positions so that we can move freely on this planet in our bodies because we, we wouldn't be able to to do anything without it. I don't even know I don't even know without without the hold on, I gotta get back to the first idea, but let me finish this because just something just came to me as I was talking about this. So just bear with me, sorry. Um without the this grid that like I'm sitting here and I'm just wondering the interaction with it even with our skin I I don't even know if we could exist in our body without this grid that is holding us but our skin does hold that that job so maybe I'm I'm just talking nonsense here but so this grid allows us to move and <laughs> and so an understanding that it's like kind of like a memory foam I, because I, I honestly when we first talked about like the law of gravity and it and it holds us onto the earth I mean I just 
somehow I just thought about these like magic sh- like boots that just like or some kind of force that that holds us like literally to the ground. I mean, we don't float around, you know, float around. We 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 make contact with the floor or the chair or you know, the bed where, wherever we are. <clears throat> the car. <laughs> we move into the car. But I have to get back to this. I'm sorry. I had, um, I just had this because that was part of the initial equation that I was talking about. That Einstein, basically, it was the word force. Basically, the premise of the original and, and what they were trying to make, make a, the distinction from Newtonian thought to Einsteinian thought <laughs> was this force. That there was a force that basically kind of pushed the feathers and the the bowling ball to to the ground, either from the bottom, like magnetically, I guess I don't know, maybe from the bottom pulling it downward. <clears throat> but Einstein said there is no such force. There's no force on on the feathers or the there's no force that's actually um so i I studied the work of David Hawkins he this quirky quirky man that I absolutely adored i I studied his work a lot. He was one of the smartest people that i had ever studied i i had to study his work with a with a a um dictionary um this was before google <laughs> uh and many of the words in his book i books i had never seen before and many of them i've never seen that word again um he was just way out of my league in some ways intellectually. And he, he used to write about this whole idea that there that he used to talk against the idea of cause and effect, <laughs> which is just like in so many ways just a slap in the face of of like like god you know it is like to think that there's really indeed no cause and effect as we think of it there's no cut co- this causing that to happen everything is just happening of its own volition Hey, I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying my understanding of what he said, and maybe I'm not even saying that correctly. I would need to go back to his books, but it was something that really stuck with me. I was like, what in the world was he talking about? Because when, okay, so when a soccer player walks up to a soccer ball and kicks it, 
the soccer ball moves. And in some cases, in a wonderful way, like, can you believe Argentina and Messi? I think he's going to retire soon. He got his, he got his World Cup win. So just saying that they practice kicking that ball to such precision. And sometimes I watch these shots and I just can't even believe, I can't even believe what I'm seeing. They're just so good after practicing for so long. Um, so, so it doesn't like, so basically what he's saying just doesn't make sense. Like even in the sense of, of, of the cause and effect of holding the bowling ball and the, the feathers and dropping them. Like, so, so they didn't do anything there. There was no cause and effect. The, the feather, the feathers and the bowling ball are just existing. And there was nothing that caused them to drop. So like some of these ideas, they just, they just so Man, I just I just can't quite wrap my brain around it, but I just love to think about it to like noodle on these ideas. <laughs> and so, you know, I just have to get back to to, you know, my my life, my life is in is in the creation of our reality. And I'm trying to like like, where did I get the idea? Where did I get? And I think mostly it was just from experience. Just from experience. So, and, and let me, so let me demonstrate what I'm talking about. There is this supposed law of attraction that, that Abraham Hicks talks about where thoughts turn to things and, and it's not just Abraham Hicks there's there's a lot of of people who have put out books this thing called you i think by Ernest Holmes i could be wrong a lot of this science of mind um i don't know what you want to call it theory okay so a lot of times Okay, so let me get back. So the thought is that you that you have a thought and, and desire something. So you say, okay, I would like to have that. And as soon as you have that thought, it is given. That the universe, God, whatever is out there that gives, that, that whatever it is, is given. And then, and then it is up to us to believe and when we believe it, I guess, strongly enough, it will, it has to, they say it is the law. It has to come in to our physicality. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let me, this is supposedly a law of the universe that is exactly like similar, like not exactly like it, but as true as 
gravity. Okay, and then I'm going to say that it is really challenging to even understand gravity the way that gravity really is. Like, <clears throat> it's like it's like somebody in the the before 1900 you explaining to them the internet like someday you're going to have a watch on your arm that's going to act as a computer that's going to have a navigation that could put you any point on the entire planet that has apps on it that can show you the stars that has that has Google that can give you any kind of information anytime you ever wanted. I mean, having having the circuitry. That's why, that's why things take a minute because having to build up the circuitry in our brain to even like like be able to hold that. That someday that capacity would be here. And so, and so supposedly, this law, this law of, of attraction is, is granting us, is, is the way that our reality is actually created. So I spent a whole, whole, whole lot of my life believing otherwise, believing that I was in the stream of life. That there was there was an there was an objective reality that I was part of. I did I did ask sometimes and there was a lot of times that a lot of times in those times that I asked there were miraculous things that happened. But was it ever to the point where I actually believed? that I could ask God the universe and it would be given to me. And, and a lot of this was stunted by a lot of people or, or for a lot of things on this planet, belief systems that would like us to not believe that we create our reality. Like religion being one of them. Religion being a huge type of entity that would prefer us to not have control over our life, to believe that we don't have control over our life, that, that we don't have a say, that we are small, we are sinful, and need redemption, and re- in need of redemption. And I'm not entirely sure that that it's just Christianity. I mean, other religions are different. Like I've been very very intrigued by Buddhism. But I don't see myself as or ever as a Buddhism Buddhist and Buddhists also have their constraints. There are a lot of constraints in Buddhism that people don't quite understand. It's just another Another, and I hate to say this, but another f- form of rules and, and Islam and Judaism and, and all of the world religions 
are are set up with these sets of rules and constraints and and this is your code of behavior in order to be part of our organization our belief system you must talk the lingo or you you are not one of us and so i believe i believe now that my my parents religion and the religion that i was raised in was incredibly limiting to me and i had to give up everything that i really believed in order to come to any realization of any truth actual truth i'm not sure about that statement i'll have to listen to this and <laughs> <laughs> but I think that what I just said would be correct for me personally. <clears throat> so now, okay, so now that I am I'm I'm out of out of constraints, although I do still have programs that run in my head that I that I work on every day of my life. Um beliefs about money, beliefs about love beliefs about um the creation of my reality that that we create things through a lot of hard work that's one of them you must work hard you must you know all these musts all these shoulds um I'm, that I'm not sure if any of that's true i i don't know <clears throat> and so and so I'm 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 creating my life now. Or so I think I am. It's just kind of a silly thing. It's like I think I think, right? Um so I think I'm creating my reality and and this is how I create it supposedly. <laughs> so I've been using my life as the experiment for like nearly 5 years now. And and I I haven't quite figured it out. Things do come into my physicality in really weird ways. They do. They I have like really weird things come in and and I have I have, you know, and and I I use little i because I don't believe in a separation between God and us. I I have said this over and over again and this is what I what I believe is that we are made there is no separation and God is absolutely everything and that God is the clay and the the vessel and the creator all the all in all and so so i am part of that <clears throat> and so i suppose that when i when i miss the mark which i do more than i would like to i miss the target what is the target 
and having to define that because it it kind of changes and morphs and like what is the target like i think i think ultimate happiness and as abraham hicks would say the reason why we desire anything is because we will believe believe that we will be happy in the having of it and and so there are some theorists that say this really aggravating thing that, that bugs me to no end. And that is that ultimate nirvana of enlightenment is the stopping of desire for anything. And the reason why I argue this over and over again is that I don't think that it is humanly possible to do that. And the reason why is because the second that we wake up, we have choices. We make micro choices all day long in preferences, which are ultimately desires. Like when our stomach starts to growl, we, we prefer to have some food. And so, <laughs> so, so I don't know how, like, like just even with bodily functions that you could ever like truly like, you know, I don't know. Maybe you go out into the, to the desert and you meditate for 40 days straight. You wouldn't even need to urinate and do bodily fluids, I suppose. And I suppose some people could, could, relinquish quite everything about actually living. But once you come down from that mountaintop, <laughs> I've been in meditation for hours, and I got to tell you, I, I have to go to the bathroom. It's one of the first things I have to do. I think it's something with the molecules in our body and water, frankly. I don't quite understand it, but I'm just saying <laughs> And so, and so it is the law that it must come into my, to my physicality, this thing that I, that I am desiring to not desire <laughs> because I want to be enlightened. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh boy. God, the conundrum of my life. Ah. I, I have no answers. I just I just toy with this stuff. But I, I have to say, you know, I I was I was listening to something. I can't remember where I get all the information I do, but like these it's so much more more I wanna say complicated, but it's not. I have to say mysterious than we could ever imagine the way that it really is the way reality really is. It's like we got, we have like an ant size understanding of all of this. As I was hearing about that spaceships, UFOs or entities from other realms, dimensions or whatever, they, that's how they 
come to this dimension is through dimensions. They hop dimensions. It's just, it's just crazy. But I don't have it all figured out yet. And I, and I gotta tell you, and I, and I don't know that I will. I mean, maybe I'm just waiting for the next life. Although <laughs> I had heard, I had heard recently that, that we go about creating our reality in the next life too. <laughs> so it never stops. <laughs> Did you hear me on that? I had heard recently somebody had been on the other side and they they said that you're creating your reality on the next life too. You think that that somehow like like leaving our body that is going to be so radically different than here and I suppose in some ways yes. In some ways yes, but it's like it's like all everything stops and it's just um and I don't know I don't know what the next I I suppose I've been there but I don't remember I don't remember not being on this in this realm in this bot in this body to some degree but anyway I'm going nonsensical is that a word is nonsensical a word? <laughs> Y'all, I just, I just absolutely love to make up words. I do. I love it. I love saying things that like are not correct. Like, what was it I was thinking about re- recently? Uncomfortability. Uncomfortability. I don't think it's a word. <laughs> nonsensical. Is nonsensical a word? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. See, I can go to Google. It's not It's not the 18th century. Anyway, <laughs> I appreciate you listening. I'll be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.